What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Dave McMenamin joins us, uh, NBA reporter for ESPN. Adam Copeland, Tom Tolbert here uh, in the Bay Area. What's going on, Dave? How are you, man? I'm doing well. Great to join you guys. Ah, great to have you. Thanks for making time for us. Uh, before we had you on, we were uh, last segment just talking about the, the John Moran situation. Because last week we were saying, you know, this this end of the, the NBA season, the regular season in the Western Conference could feel a lot like the end of a baseball season. So many teams head-to-head within a couple of games of each other. And I said, what you got to account for, though, is there is some team that could completely play themselves out of it, just fall out. There could be a team that goes undefeated for a couple of weeks and shoots themselves up the standings. Now it sort of feels like Memphis could be that wild card team where we don't know what the future holds for them, and, and they don't seem so solid in that two spot anymore. What, what do you make of what's going on with John Morant, and how do you think the Western Conference stacks up with what's happening with them? Well, I think we got to wait to get some more information here. Obviously, Ramona Shelburne's reporting for ESPN today was – Relevatory uh, in the fact that now we know where the uh, Instagram video was taken. We know that um, it's Colorado uh, jurisdiction that will be determining uh, whether there's a legal action taken against him. And obviously, I believe the league will uh, follow in turn and potentially expand upon this this two games away from the team and officially call a suspension at some point if legal action does follow. So. Yeah, to me, that's where my head's at, uh, wanting to learn more um, about um, what type of legal ramifications could occur here uh, before I'd speculate as to you know uh, what it would mean for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. I know one thing. It ain't good, and it's heading in the wrong direction <laughs> right now. <laughs> that, that, that I do know. What it ultimately becomes, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. But let me ask you about the team just ahead of them, uh, Denver, who was uh, solidified their spot at number one. They'll go into the playoffs, barring catastrophe, as the number one seed. Uh, how do you view them? Because so many people I talk to, Dave, say, yeah, but they haven't really shown anything in the playoffs yet. And I counter by saying, look, they're a different team this year. Jamal Murray's healthy. Porter's healthy this year. Uh, I think Gordon's having his best year and they got some good role players. Now, again, they're going to have to prove it to everybody until they get it done. But I feel a little bit differently about Denver this year. How do you, how do you look at them? Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Tom. I, I think obviously I understand where the criticism and skepticism comes from because they haven't gotten it done in the postseason the last couple of years. You know, they got the first round mm-hmm. uh, against uh, the Warriors last year in five games. And, you know, I, I think some of your listeners will probably remember me being the lone guy on the ESPN prediction board to pick the Nuggets in seven last year. <laughs> the Warriors fans got a, got a great uh, deal of enjoyment uh, reminding me about how bad that pick was. Uh. Uh, but but that's an indicator that I have been a believer in that team. I think they have a really well-balanced, smart, um, constructed roster. And you add a guy with some playoff experience and Reggie Jackson at the trade deadline. And, um, you know, again, they're starting five. Uh, you know, also had a Thomas Bryant, who's a nice role player, but they're starting five. I think they're as solid as any starting five in the league. Because uh, they not just there's talent there, but they work well with one another. It's not like – 
one person needs the ball more, um, you know, uh, based on, uh, you know, like for instance, like Luca and, and, and Kyrie, oh, yeah. fantastic players. Right. But that's something that will take some time to figure out the best way to play together. Denver, they play together. Well, uh, my question for them is one, uh, do they have, you know, the grit and the toughness to, to come through here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and two, like having spent a lot of time around the Lakers and maybe some of it's because of some of the guys involved with the Lakers, uh, you know, rolled through the nuggets in the Western conference finals a couple of years ago. Like I think the Lakers would sign up, but you could tell them right now, uh, we'll guarantee you a playoff spot, but you got to play Denver or you could play out the rest of the 19 games and, and figure out where you are. And maybe you avoid playing the number one seed. They'd say, let's do it right now. Give me Denver. Uh, I don't think there's a big intimidation factor when it comes to Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Talking to Damon Benjamin on the uh, UMA guest line, uh, what have you thought of, of Phoenix to this point? Tom and I were saying, you know, in terms of contenders, they look like they got their guy. I mean, Kevin Durant is a plug-and-play superstar. We've been talking about he, He's fitting sort of flawlessly. Uh, do you have them as the team to beat now in the Western Conference? Yeah, I do. And it, it, some of it, obviously, is the respect factor that, I extend to Kevin Durant because you know, he's top ten player of all time. Uh, but I've been around that team, um, covering them in the playoffs uh, several of the last couple of years. When the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, and the ESPN kind of tossed me around to check out other teams. And I just Monty Williams to me is a true leader of men, uh, as is Chris Paul. And uh, you gave yourself some insurance because obviously Chris Paul broke down again last year in the playoffs. That's kind of been his story when he's come close to, um, you know, the promised land. Uh, there's been a couple of times where his body betrayed him. Uh, but guess what? Chris Paul is basically the fourth option on this team, uh, which it can, can work out beautifully because there were times where he was kind of just floating on the court against Dallas the other day, but then you saw, down the stretch, he has three big jump shots playing off ball. And you can run the offense through KD. You can run the offense through Devin Booker. And first of all, at this stage of his career, I, I truly believe that all that matters to him is winning. So it's not going to be about touches for him. It's not going to be about it needs to be done my way. Uh, he will willingly defer to those guys so long as it's in the context of winning. And so uh, I, I think I, they have the high ceiling. And then you throw in they have, they have the experience factor. I mean, even though Kevin Durant hasn't played with these guys, you know, half that roster was in the NBA Finals with 2-0 lead over the Bucks a couple of years ago, and they still have that taste in their mouth to try to um, replace. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, top to bottom, I'm a believer in that Suns team. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices. And build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital Seal, It means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 
Uh, where are you at with the Warriors right now? They're 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 on pace, Dave, to try to win a championship with the fewest road wins in a in a season. They have seven, seven. Like the Pistons have seven road wins. The Warriors have seven road wins. It's hard to believe a team with that few road wins could uh, win a championship. Now, still some games to go, but we know the experience. We know uh, the championship pedigree that they have uh here's my take is that they they got to start winning some games on the road they've won on the home which is nice but boy i thought the lakers really exposed uh how it's going to be a struggle for them against teams with size because they had no answers whatsoever for anthony davis uh last night so where, where are you at with them well i'll start on the positive front to see steph curry come back and immediately get back into form and, and, and really mm-hmm. close out that game with a strong effort in the fourth quarter when going into the game, we didn't know if there was going to be a minute restriction or not. Uh, that's a really encouraging sign. And then also look at the positive side of in his absence, but we've seen guys like Dante DiVincenzo really find a rhythm. Uh, and th- now he's far more prepared to give them big performances when they need it. Uh, but I agree with you that the road thing is concerned. The defense is a concern really. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be a top four seed or higher um, yeah. going into the playoffs. So you're going to have to win games on the road to win series. And you know, just defensively, they haven't had it. And if you just listen to what Draymond Green's been saying all season long, it's almost as if he's saying we don't have the personnel for it. Now, adding GP2 back to the mix, uh, he's an excellent perimeter defender. And if he can get healthy, that can change things. But you know, they're still reeling from the losses of – not only you know GP two for most of the season, obviously, and, and Otto Porter, and, uh, but even Andre Iguodala. Right? Iguodala was still a key contributor to last year's team, and, and he's only played what three games this year. Uh, you know, maybe he can round back in the form as well. But to me, it, it's not just their interior defense that's lacking right now; it's their perimeter defense. No doubt. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Is uh, Mike Brown your coach of the year? Uh, I, it had to be Mike Brown or Joe Mazzola. Um, yeah. And considering the, you know, I've, I've been covering this league for a while and I've covered some of these um, whirlwind kind of uh, you know, drama uh, type stories. And, and then to see a, a coach emerge from that, um, I've been really impressed by Joe Mazzola, but you know, Mike Brown is, is one of the best. And it, to me, the story of the of the King's success is not only Mike, uh, but certainly Monty McNair uh, in terms of roster construction. What a brilliant move to you know use the mid level on Malik Monk, the draft the way they drafted to uh, trade for Kevin Herter who who fits in perfectly the spacing he provides to allow uh, Aaron Fox to play downhill. And so I mean that's not taking anything away from Mike. I just think it's a, a total organizational um, success for the Kings this year. Yeah, it's been fun to watch them play. They play no defense whatsoever, but boy, <laughs> they can flat out score, which is kind of the mo of the league this year. No one plays any defense uh, anymore. It'll be interesting once the playoffs start. Like, who do you think can play defense? Like, who do you trust 
to get stops when you need to get stops. And I mean, Boston and Milwaukee are the top two that I that I think of. Uh, they, they when when Memphis was whole, their defense was uh, was pretty good. They're going to miss Clark a lot though. Clark was a huge a huge part of that part of that team is athleticism coming off the bench but switching over to the east uh I, I mean philly has a chance but to me it's still i'd be mildly surprised if we didn't see boston and milwaukee in the uh conference finals how do you see that oh i i certainly put boston milwaukee head and shoulders above the entire yes. league uh and you know, and that's Again, we talked about how much we like Phoenix, and I still respect Golden State. I'm not going to bury them till they're actually buried. Obviously, I did last year <laughs> going into the playoffs <laughs> with that prediction, but uh, I've learned my lesson over the years with Golden State. But uh, you know, I, I, those are the two teams that come to mind. But then you know, look at Philly. You know that win, you break the the Bucks win streak, and you do have when in sync a tremendous one-two punch in yep. James Harden and, and Joel Embiid. And Embiid's another guy who, when his body doesn't fail him, um, you know, he can be the best player in a playoff series. You know, as good as Giannis would be or as good as Tatum would be if the Sixers were going to play one of those two teams. Uh, you can't tell me that, that Embiid couldn't, over a course of seven games, be the best player on the court uh, because he does bring it on both ends, and he's a matchup nightmare. And so I, I won't count them out. I think their depth isn't what they had hoped it would be when Harden took a pay cut in the offseason that signed some of these guys. You know, like you haven't seen P.J. Tucker fit in the way they were hoping. But, you know, Maxi is a wild card uh, who can win you a game. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris, I think, is gets viewed as having a big contract versus just being viewed for what he does well. Uh, I think he was at a different contract number. I think he would be viewed as, as a plus type of player versus mm-hmm. a minus type of player. Uh, and you know, Doc's done it before. And I think experience does matter when it comes down to these things. So, yeah, they're, they're like the next team that you convince your, you've talked yourself in to being able to get it done. Um, but, you know, you see the reports that, James Harden may already have his eye somewhere else, and Joel Embiid might not already have his eye somewhere else down the line, and, and that's uh, that's not the best sign of, of thinking that they're going to do whatever it takes to sacrifice for one another uh, to win as a team. Yeah, that doesn't seem like an all for one, one for all mentality. Let's get this thing. Uh, let's just get this thing done. I want to win, but I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard to do both. <laughs> Okay, let me. I, I, I want to jump back to the Western Conference because I forgot I wanted to ask you about the Clippers. Who, I, I mean, what a crazy game that was last night. They're up six at half. Memphis drops a 51 on them without John Moran in the third quarter. So they're down 15, and then they come back and drop 38 and, and win the game uh, by six. But there's something that is, is off with this team because it should be much better defensively than it is and these guys nightly are giving up boatloads of points and Russell Westbrook I thought would fit uh, a little bit better and I want to reserve judgment at least for another week until I see him uh but man they lost the first five uh with Russell Westbrook and they came from behind what do you think of that team because I look at that team and I look at the parts Dave and I go god that is a deep team they can defend. They have length. They can shoot it. They have two superstars. They should be really good defensively. And it just hasn't quite, I don't know. There's something that's not connecting there that I, I think should be, but it's not. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. And, and you add, you know, Plumley at the trade deadline, a guy who's physical and smart, and uh, you know, obviously Bones Highland, another mm-hmm. wild card type of piece, and you know, Russell Westbrook. However, you view him, um, certainly is someone that is coming in with a determination uh, to prove something uh, based on where his career is at. I, I just think it's tough uh, for someone like Ty Lue, uh to have that much upheaval at this stage of, of the season with your roster and then yeah. you know, try to build something sustainable uh, going into the playoffs. Now, there is still four weeks to go, and, and, and maybe that was taking their lumps, those, that five-game losing streak. Because in that losing streak, there were some close calls. I mean, they yeah. had a classic game against Denver there and uh, easily could have won that one if not for Jokic just being a teeny, teeny tip better than um, Kawhi that night. But you know, I, I think they're a, a team that like you can't count out because of the collection no. of talent. But kind of haven't we seen enough? Hasn't been enough evidence that, that they've probably shown us who they are at this point. Um, I, I lean more towards that. But again, like the, the Doc Rivers experience factor, I covered Ty Lue, uh those years in Cleveland when he's going against the Warriors. And uh, he's a hell of a coach. And um, obviously we know what Kawhi's done on the biggest stage as well. So I won't count them out totally. I just, I, I would be pretty surprised by it at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. Real quick, before we let you go, do you have any word on D'Angelo Russell? We know LeBron's probably a couple weeks away from uh, them coming out and saying where he's at, but I was surprised Russell's missing so much time because the ankle sprain didn't seem like a huge deal. Uh, he didn't they didn't roll it all the way. It was a weird thing when he stepped on DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo's behind him, and he's taking the ball out of bounds. By the way, what's a point guard doing taking the ball out of bounds? Come on, look at Chris Paul. He makes his, <laughs> he makes his big man run down the court. I mean, it's, I'd be I'd be so mad if I was a big man playing with Chris Paul. I'm like, just take the ball out of bounds, would you? I mean, just go get it. So I'm gonna run all the way down the court. But when's Russell coming back? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, maybe that's the lesson here, right? The moving forward, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell will never inbound a pass again. But um, exactly, he he. Uh, was upgraded just this afternoon shortly before I joined you guys um, from uh, doubtful to questionable. Usually uh, that's a a pretty good sign as if he would play tomorrow. Obviously they, they always like to do these things where, you know, they work him out the day before and then they see how his body responds on, on game day. But Mm -hmm. uh, certainly this is, this is the most encouraging news we've heard and he's missed five games in a row and, and they can use them. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder has done a, a good job. Certainly, you know, again, talked about contract and how we view a player at a minimum mm-hmm. deal. He's done a tremendous job for the Lakers yes. this, this year. But he's done a good job. But their only other real playmaker they have is Austin Reeves. And I like Austin Reeves' game, of course, but he's not, you know, an all-star like D'Angelo Russell once was. So uh, that should help them a lot. And you know, they got to keep this momentum here. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is playing tremendous basketball and, uh, some of the new pieces, Jared Vanderbilt's been a revelation defensively. Uh, but again, they haven't quite coalesced. And uh, I think Russell could be a huge part of their success. And quite frankly, the business side of basketball, he's playing for something here too. You know, he wants to get that extension, 35 plus million a year. Uh, yeah. Now's the time to do it. Basically, they have a, a month of playoff type games that they got to win to get into the playoffs. And then we'll see whatever happens with the postseason. Dave, thank you so much. We appreciate talking to you. It's always fun talking to you, and maybe we can do it again before the playoffs start. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Dave McMenamin of ESPN.
Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.